so for the last uh, two years now, well, it's, it, it's, it's been a little bit less than that because it's taking a little bit for the medication to work through my body. But I no longer have bite sweats. Um, I, I can eat not properly or eat whatever I want. It used to be where I couldn't eat anything. I was constantly throwing up. I was constantly living and in a state of fear. And no one wants to live in fear. And so we know that there's, there's, there's stuff out there, but people are too afraid. I was too afraid. And so now that I know that I'm HIV positive, there's just so much stuff I can do now. I take my medication. I see my doctor on a regular basis. I see there every three months. I make sure. And for somebody who doesn't have insurance, it was the biggest problem for me was because I didn't know where to get tested, where to get a free test. So we will be talking about where, where can you get free tests? And where, you know, there's so, there's so many options around the United States where they offer free testing and no one really knows about them. You know, so we want to make sure that we advocate, you know, for know your status. And once you know your status, to stay HIV negative or if you're HIV positive, we want you to be undetectable. That is the only way that we can um, get the zero transmission rate. And my life has been incredible since learning. And it's, it's difficult because I have to take a medication every year. I, I mean, every day at the same time. I have to make sure it's no food. I had, first, I was on the three pill medication. So that was super hard to make sure that I would always take, you know, all three pills at the same time every single day at the same hour. Make sure it's with food. Make sure that I have something to eat. You know, one day, two days, you can't skip this medication, you know, for anything. You have to take it religiously. So that has changed in my life, but for the better now. Now I can educate. Now I can be an advocate. And while I don't want somebody, I would like for people who are not HIV to be advocates. I feel like it's so important somebody who is living with HIV, who doesn't have insurance, to be even more of an advocate for... Um, you know, making sure that we end zero transmissions. Without raising a single tax. And the reason I want to do that, for one, the yes. statistic tell, I told tell me, you. Tell me why you want to raise teacher salaries. This is, this has, is, I feel like teacher salaries are so low. Oh. And this is very, this is something that has to be done. It has, it has, to, has be to be done. done. And it would have severe, in a positive way, major positive impacts on America's economy, right? Because you so many school teachers. There's so many school teachers. So you you and when they're government employees. So you take all these government employees, you give them this ninety-two thousand salary, which is in some cases a hundred and twenty percent pay raise. Now what that does, without doing a stimulus package and without raising the tax, because what you do is you take that carbon emission fee and put it over there, it will then stimulate the economy in every single place. What do teachers do? First off, they eat, obviously. Yep. They're all gonna go buy houses. They're all going to go buy cars, which will immediately fix America's car industry. They're all going to buy gadgets and doodads and cell phones. And, and I guarantee you, most of them are going to clean up their credit, right? So you're talking about all these credit cards getting paid off. Everybody clean up mm. their credit. Them credit card companies are not really happy with you right now. <laughs> exactly. So you're talking about... You're talking about stimulating banks, stimulating credit credit card parties, I'm trying to think of the name right, credit issuers, stimulating every restaurant, every construction, new home constructions. You take care of the teachers, 
you take care of maybe 40 different industries by just taking care of the teachers. Not to mention Home Depot and Staples stock is going through the roof. <laughs> through the roof. And you got to right. buy all the pencils and stuff, yeah. right? So that's the second thing I want to do. First, I'll, I'll repeat, you know, the, the carbon emissions, which take care of the student loans. That's all one together. The second one is the whatever I just said just now, the teacher salary. Yes. And the third, I just... <sighs> Popular amongst the people, not popular amongst corporations. We really got to fix maternity leave. I think, I'm sorry, that's fourth. Universal health care is right on my list in our first 100 days, right? Universal health care, it just absolutely needs to be done. And if I could squeeze in a fourth one, it would be the maternity leave. What does universal health care look for you or a homeless population? If you don't have an address, you can't get benefits. So, like... So when we talk about universal health care, yes, I can have health care. Yes, you can have health care. But what about the person living on the bridge? Can they have health care as well, too? Absolutely. Universal health care is universal, not universal to the people that I like, right, once again. And we got to fix that. You bring up a really good point. If you don't have an address, you can't get health care. But if you don't have an address, you can't get a license or ID. Yeah. So it's it's, it's this incredible trap. What What I propose to do is I want to incentivize the insurance and the the healthcare system to take care of people like that. And the only way to do that is money talks, right? So you have to pay people. We're going to have to literally incentivize with money. You get this tax break. You get this. You get that. You get this pay raise for accepting this many homeless people per month, et cetera, et cetera. It's the only way it's going to happen is that we literally start paying for it. It is, it. it is a truth. I wish it wasn't that way, but money does make the world go round, and we just need to know that it will continue to make the world go round in this case. So you take entrepreneurs, and there's plenty of them, right? We have nonprofits that want to help. We incentivize these entrepreneurs who are already in the lower middle class in most cases. We give them tax breaks. We give them, them all sorts of stuff to create systems in which their businesses can be used as the address for homeless people, which then allows them to get a license, which then allows them to <coughs> qualify for universal health care. So yeah, that's what I would do. So we talked about climate change a little bit, but yeah. climate change is major. Is, is major, and we talked about cars. So would, do you believe or would you suggest in getting um, away from carbon emissions? Sure. And how and like get everybody have an electric vehicle or would you really incentivize instead of instead of cars, mass uh, public transportation so like Good transportation question. like New York has or transportation, you know where yeah. people use still use cars but they're still you can't get around the metro, um pretty yeah. easily here you can it'll take you a whole day to get there from point A to point yeah. B here yeah. in Houston but so. Is your is your main goal? You think this as maybe as a, a you know maybe having cars, electric cars, or putting more money into infrastructure where we can pay for uh, community rail, or we can pay for subways, or uh, mass mass public transportation, mass public transportation. That's what we need, and not just in that's one city, question. one state, but in all states. That's right. That's you know, a fantastic so, question. Yeah. So you, that, that's an issue that has to be bifurcated, plus we'll deal with the peripheral issues in there as well. Public transportation is going to always be the best way because it's, it's, it's carpooling, right? But it's just carpooling on steroids. 
You're talking about a bunch of people writing, which it, which automatically, mathematically reduces the emissions that are going out into the air. So public transportation, you're definitely going to have to incentivize that, but not just that. We have to change the culture around public transportation because it works very well on the East Coast, nowhere else. Well, on the West Coast too, right? But some parts of the West Coast, California definitely, but once you start getting here in the Bible Belt and Nevada, Montana, it's almost stigmatized public transportation. I'm not riding no bus, right? So we have to change that culture too. So we have to do a little, little PR there to make sure public transportation is accepted and, and people are happy about that. The other side you do that is we do need to invest in natural energy and electric cars. We do. And we need to incentivize entrepreneurs like Elon Musk who are Elon Musk, who is doing a fantastic job leading the way on this, instead of letting him nearly going bankrupt each time because it's a traditional system in which we're not going to let no one come in, build a car. It, 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 that's a lot of politics. That's more politics with electrical cars versus traditional cars than it is in politics in itself, right? Because that's a, that, that's a fantastic place. But we incentivize electric cars, and not just electric cars, wind energy, more water energy, solar roofs, all that stuff, you incentivize everything in natural energy. Now, the reason it hasn't worked is, well, it hasn't worked for two reasons, because you had a bunch of people throwing money, so people wasn't thinking. It was just money over there in natural energy, and they went to businesses that were poorly run, with poorly biz poor business plans, so that actually hurt the process. Now the technology is far better natural energy solar energy is far cheaper so now is a perfect time because now a solar roof costs exactly the same price as a, as a cheap i mean as a traditional roof so it actually works out well so you incentivize that side incentivize public transportation you really truly fix that problem without a doubt without a doubt um all right dj dj keep playing that song yes that's a radio show. We gotta be professional. Go no, you good. I um, I got three things I want to bring up, and the first one sure. um about taxes for the listeners that's on Real Talk One Hundred Radio. Okay. Um, in the first hundred days, we were speaking on not raising taxes at all. Can you explain to them what taxes the government is responsible for? What taxes? Sure they can. Sure they can. And it's not, not, and it's right. nothing I will be able to do about Correct. that. Yeah, absolutely nothing that I will be able to do about that unless I write an executive order. But then there's so much checks and balances. If I write an executive order too many, then I'm going to Sam McKean, and they're going to try to veto me out of there, right? Because right. that's exactly the way. Now, now that's actually, while I said that sarcastic, that's actually the beautiful part of America, that checks and balances for not having one person have so much power. So that's actually a beautiful thing. But no, you're so. Let me. So you got a federal government, then it's all one government though. But you need to have your sovereign states, which is fifty individual governments plus territories, and then you have your cities, which is far more than what we can do. Now, the way that you all could help, but but listen, this is the way you can help, but it's not going to happen statistically. And the reason it's not going to happen is because y'all don't vote for midterm elections. Right? That's, let's, let's just call a spade a spade. 
when they raise taxes on my policies that have nothing to do with taxes, not raising taxes, it is going to be because only 23% of your city voted for the midterm elections, right? right. That's what's actually going to happen to you on a city level and even a state level. The way you stop that is you control your own economy, you come back, and you decide that you're going to take your power in your cities and your local elections, and that will not happen. Because the government still must listen to its people. The problem is the people passively allow the government to decide without the people voting. Right? That's what happens there. So in, in conclusion, I can't stop that I'm not going to raise taxes, but I guarantee you, they will raise taxes and then propaganda, it's not called propaganda no more, excuse me, and then hit you with a PR campaign that's then going to then blame me for what they just did in your government, city, and local elections, right? That's, that is going to happen. There is a 99% chance of that happening because we don't vote for midterm elections. Okay. Um, the second one, you mentioned um, raises for teachers. Facts. When it comes to raises, and you just trip it down the, to the portion that can, can trip it down to this, because the state can come back and reverse some of it. True. But what I was going to say is, is it a way that you can do an executive order? I just or know. implement to what, you know, what I'm trying to say is some of the teachers deserve it, yep. some of them don't. So okay. what plan can we put in, put in effect that's going to give it to the right person who deserves it? And that's where... Two great questions in there. The first one is, no, they can't override it if I use my 100 days honeymoon period to make it a federal law, and they can't do anything about it, right, if I make that a federal law. Now, that second question, this is where I'm going to give you a very non-political answer, but it is facts, okay, and I'm going to answer the question directly. We have to stay out of the argument, do the right people get the money? Or do the wrong teachers. This is where, and I must say this, or I'm not, or don't vote for me. The, the moment I try to tell a private organization or a locally run organization how to hire, then I don't deserve to represent the people. Because at the same time, the reason I'm not representing, I'm not raising taxes, because I'm a capitalist. Okay. <laughs> right? You know, go ahead. Real quick. Well, let me rephrase it. Okay. What if a certain amount of teachers getting 60 or 70% of their students passing or excelling the standards? Can sure. that be a, a bonus? That, that It would be an unfair bonus. It okay. would, it can, no, it, it, you, you're speaking facts, right? Like what you're saying is extremely legitimate. The problem is there are far more well-performing schools that are currently underperforming, not because of bad teachers, because yeah. of poverty, True. right? They, they just don't have the same, forget advantages, they don't have the same resources. Mm -hmm. There's there's one teacher, 39 kids, one laptop, yeah. right? Or, or or the, you know, the internet, okay. the internet connection well, is slow. Sense. Yeah, that, yeah, that and it's sense. far more of those schools. Yeah. Basically, what you're saying is, Everybody's not getting a balanced education. They're not getting the same oh, education. No, no. So, of course not. Okay, no, now not that close. makes sense yeah, to, you yeah. know, to, to the to the uh, to the maybe the, even the ones out there listening. But now this third one. Sure, man
These great uh, questions, too, by the way. What can the government do to eliminate these gas taxes and keep them capped? Gasoline, petrol, what can happen? Yeah, that's not going to happen. But I, mean, I know it's going to It is a brilliant question, my man. It is. I don't know if y'all ever saw. Obviously, he went to the gas station and actually read the fine print. It's literally posted. It, yeah, it's posted. It tells you that all right, gas is two something, and what? It, last time I checked, it was like ninety cents is going to taxes. Right? It's crazy. It's, I'm telling yeah. you, it is ridiculous. If you take that out, then gas would have never really went up. Right? It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. It, 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 to me, it seemed like uh, it, if it was gonna be a tax. It should only be a federal, not state, because if it's if it's coming from across seas, this is a federal issue. If you if you claiming you're getting it from Saudi Arabia, well, you're making a lot of sense. You are absolutely correct. But the reason that it the reason your correctness won't hold weight, you're correct. And like, all right, right, and the real talk is because it's a commodity, and as long as you have a commodity, see, and I want everybody listening to me. You can't forget, and I am a capitalist. Period, point blank. I've learned how to do the game. And with that game, as long as you have a commodity, the prices will always go up and down due to economical factors. So as long as oil is publicly traded, it always happens. It's just the way it is. And oil has a right to be publicly publicly traded because as long as there are people who want oil, those people are called a market. And as long as there is a market, that market by capitalistic, by United States constitutional right has a chance to be publicly funded, publicly operated, publicly traded, and you just can't stop that. Unfortunately, the power is against you. Fortunately, you woke enough to recognize the question. Now, can we change that? Yeah. If you and a lot of people like you Get into power, and as a matter, if you stop fighting for rights and start fighting for wealth, then you just lobby. And wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just lobby the way they doing it. They lobby to get it that way, so you lobby to change it. So one pushback that I see a, a lot is that you know when we talk about teachers getting raises, um, is it across the board? Does you know people live in California? Yeah. They're how you know it costs like. Five hundred thousand yeah. dollars to live there. Here, you can buy a house. You know, you can buy a one-bedroom house in California for five hundred thousand. Here, you can buy a mansion for five hundred thousand. Yeah, so, giving them a pay raise, you know, is it equally to everybody? Is that this? You know, everybody. Oh, so if you're a teacher, you make this amount of money no matter where you live, or is it you live here, so you're gonna make this money? Money. You live in a rural area, so we're gonna give you a bonus um, to keep. To keep good teachers in these rural areas yep. as well, too. I mean, what? How does that work for you? I would make sure. Then, first off, that's probably the best. You asked two of the best questions I've received so far, and your oral question was a fantastic question. I'm talking about through all these presidential interviews. I would make that. So you made me adjust my plan, like on on the fly, right? You know, seriously, yeah. I, I didn't think about that. I would now, and taking the data you just threw at me, because it's facts, right? It's real life data. I would make sure there's a base. I have to, because if I don't put a base, then what then what I would do against me is to take that leeway 
and say, well, rural area, you don't need 92,000 and all that, right? So we're going to create a base of 92,000 and then we're going to adjust it to due to cost of living, like in San Francisco, where you need $108,000 just to be broke. Yes. Right. Yeah. Just to be broke. Just to be broke. Like you need $108,000 in San Francisco just to break even. That is the truth. And it's 124000 in some areas, right? And, so, and nice parts, well, nicer parts of San Francisco. So what we do is we create a base of 92000 and in some more ex- higher cost of living, San Francisco, New York, places like that, then what we do is we adjust that at the base of 92 according to the cost of living, mathematically by economists, not by politicians, by economists who would then base that on the legal or the accepted cost of living. I think that would be the, the proper adjustment to that question. Real quick. Um, yeah, go ahead, man. Breaking news. The Texans up by one, and we got 37 seconds to go. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news. The Texans are up by one. (laughs) Don't don't jinx them now. All right, Gabe, tight if they lose. I want to make sure everybody watches this stream. I'm like, break news. I will say, DJ Game Time, he does, he done, he done ruined it all for all of us. Oh, there we go. You're too close to the stadium for that, too. We ain't that far away. Oh, they didn't. They ain't coming in the Saints, New Orleans. Explains how we hit that much traffic. We have about nine minutes left. Do you have any questions or do you have any? um, You tell all listeners, you know, why to vote for you or what's, you know, like you gave so many great answers. You may be, you know, to or to our questions, but somebody who's on the fence is like, oh, you know what, you're the independent, you know, there is only a two party race here. You know, it's either that's why we have Bernie, yeah. that, you know, went to the Democrat because there is no independent race. Yeah. There's no facts. You know, so how do we get away from this two party system? You know, and because you are running as independent, so yeah. what is your, um, how 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 is your plan to achieve the votes needed to win this race? Yeah, yeah, facts. I'm kicking up a whole lot of dust. And I'm making sure, if you want me on stage with the debates, what's stopping me right now is I believe the next debate needs 230,000 donors, independent, individual donors, just to get on stage, right? They got it, they got it like that. Most people don't know that. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know it until I started running the president. That's how it was. I would say to someone on the fence that's worried about, that, that you may, man, I like this guy. He's got great ideas, and you voted for me, don't, right? I would literally tell you as a presidential candidate, don't vote for me. Google me, fact check me. If you like what I'm saying, if you find out it's facts, then give it to your favorite candidate. At least, right, if if you can't vote for me or if I don't have a chance to win, these ideas fix the problem. So what is more important to me? Fixing the problem, right? Or having my ego saying, yeah, or being in power, right? Fix the problem. Still for me. I am saying stuff that is literally workable, doable without raising taxes. So if you are afraid to vote for me, I don't blame you, right? I don't blame you at all. Now, take my ideas, tell your candidate to use them or put me on stage, let me talk, and then let your candidate take from me. 
the goal that I'm running for is for the power of the 97%. And I would be a hypocrite if I would be more concerned with my power versus the 97%. So don't vote for me. Take my ideas, fix the 97%. That's what I would say. Well, um, that's that's amazing. But and thank you for that, you know, as well, too. I want to talk about your business a little sure. bit. Because you were mentioning the minimum wage is $22 an hour. That's right. And I think the last time that I met you, uh, you were saying that you were hiring people. Yes. Or you, you, I think you were on the phone. And then you were saying that you were hiring people. You were hiring like 22 people. 22. You needed 22 people to hire $22 an hour. Yeah. Right? Minimum. That's the minimum. You minimum. Need. So when you talk about minimum, what's the maximum as well, too? Maximum is negotiable. Okay. Yeah, capitalist, right? Yes. If you, if you, yes. If you exceed that value, state your number. Listen, we'll, we'll go from there. Right. Yeah. So, if somebody's trying, what are you? What are you hiring for? What kind of positions are you looking for to hire in this, um, in, in these positions that you're looking yeah, for sure. to fill? Sure. So my normal answer would be, I'll, I'll send me all your resume. Which email did I say? Do you remember the email? Right, we did it last night. Anyway, there's an email. Just Google. It. Inbox me. Right. Yes. So I, normally, I would say I take any position. I love to build around people's talents, but right now. The more specific answer to the question is, I need 22 customer service people who will also learn sales, and I need two strong media, well, actually one, one strong media person, we just hired one, one strong media person, preferably young, because this one other media person is older, that's not me discriminating, I'm just trying to keep it balanced, right, I'm just trying to say, hey, yeah. if you're young, but if you fit and you're older, no problem, just this guy's not a millennial. He's older, just knows what he's doing. So I would like a millennial or long, younger to give people opportunity to have that balance. But, you know, I, have, I won't discriminate uh, against you, however that may be. Two, and then, and then the one personal assistant for my business partner. That's what I'm looking for. 22 customer service people who will also do sales. Two, one more media person and a personal assistant or executive assistant. Well, what are people selling? Yeah, so what, what we sell is basically business accelerator program. I've created, I've, I've kind of like Y Combinator, you know, out there in, in, in Silicon Valley. I've created a system in which you can plug any person into a business, in my business system, and they will get to six, seven figures, right? Do that. So you're, what you're selling is the opportunity at very affordable cost, is the opportunity for someone lower to middle class to get inside of a system that would bake their business to the top. Wow, that's amazing. If I, I wish I would have known you back in the day when I was trying to make that $22 an hour. I was fighting for for pennies at $17, $15, trying to, yeah. trying to you know, work five or six jobs out there before I became self-employed. Yeah. But any, any closing remarks that you have regarding your business, regarding your presidency, uh, thank you so much for coming here. Okay. I, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to educate us on the facts and really come be real talk with us and and lay and be woke like you said <laughs> you know uh, you know telling us the hard facts is sometimes it's not what we want to hear right but if if we're not asking the questions and if you're not being direct then what can we expect yeah so thank you thank you, thank you. so much for coming on pause impact and you know for sharing your message with us sharing your story sharing your vision i think 22 dollars an hour you're you are practicing what you that's it. You know, so you're saying this is what's happening, this is what I'm doing, this is what I want. 
and you are making that happen. I would, you know, that's amazing. So, how can somebody find you? I know you have a website. I know you have emails. Google your name. Your name is Googleable. Yes, it is. It's, it's out there. You have several accounts. You're on LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, you're on Facebook. You're on Twitter. You're on Snapchat. You're on um, TikTok. Yes. <laughs> you're about to take that over. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know where you're not at. But um, for everybody to follow, follow Antonio. Thank you, man. He is, he's out there doing the work. If you're interested in making some money, he has a business plan. I'm I'm currently reviewing his business plan because I want to make that money as well. Yeah, go too. get it, man. Make it, take it. Yes. And I give away a lot of stuff for yes. free. I give away top dollar stuff for free. I do. I do. I do. Oh, I'm sorry. If you want to reach out to me, do me a favor. Go to pauseimpact at gmail.com. Go directly through Josh and have him contact me. I would far prefer you do that. Why? Because abundance is meant to be shared. Go through him, get through me. That way we both have a mutual connection and it keeps my brother here in abundance. Thank you, thank you. But no, for real though. No, I'm serious. <laughs> That's a very real answer. You, uh, but. you have, a, you have a, a website, you're on Twitter. You know, how can people reach out to you? Sure, I've got, so, a, I've got a fan phone yes. to where I've made myself very accessible to, to fans and admirers or whatever. It's 409 500 one five four six four zero nine five hundred one five four six. I answer every single text message myself. Don't call me, okay? I have another number for that. Don't call me because I'm a millennial. I prefer text messages, okay? Don't call me. I'm not gonna answer it's way too many people, but I will answer every text. I will answer every video text with my own video text. I, if you want to be a part of my text message list where I give away free stuff, you can do that as well. If you want to talk to me. Four zero nine four five seven six three zero four four zero nine four five seven six three zero four. That's my office sale. You're more than welcome to call me there. You can Google me. You can find me on Facebook. Anywhere at the T H E A T S J R. My number one platform is actually podcast. So find me on podcast. I have like thirteen of them. Awesome. Thank you so much, Antonio. Thank you, man. So we're going to wrap up. Thank you guys for listening to this with our show. You have been listening to Pause Impact. We are Houston's first radio show dedicated to people living with HIV, their friends, That's and family fantastic. on Real Talk 100 Radio. Until next Monday, it's been a pleasure. Thank That's you, guys. Fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate you. I got diagnosed uh, two years ago. Actually, will be yeah, two years ago, I got diagnosed in April. And um, it's been, it was a life-changing. First, I was I, I shouldn't be alive today if if it was for if it wasn't for the drugs and the medication. And knowing your status is so important because I didn't have to suffer this. My T cell count was um, at ten when I first got diagnosed, which is like zero is the lowest and eight hundred is the highest, and I'm at a ten. And so that tells you that I was so sick. And so knowing your status and I, that's because I was afraid. As well too to know my own status and that's what i want to that's the whole reason why for this podcast is to bring more awareness about knowing your status and knowing that hiv is not a death sentence but um we do have to control it and so you equals you undetectable equals untransmittable so once you on a on a regimen you become untransmitted you can't pass it to anybody else but how do you know that you can't pass it 
or how do you know that you're HIV um, negative is by continuing blood tests every three months. So going to your doctor, if you're sexually active, continue taking PrEP or ask about PrEP to your physician if that's um, something that you're interested in. It does help for people who like to have um, natural sex. And, you know, it, there's people who are out there who, who, who want this. And so we have the opportunity to be able to um, have frank conversations with people who are currently taking PrEP, people who have been a long time HIV positive, who have been living it for 30 plus years, 20 plus years. We want to, you know, bring the conversation back to the community. We want to be able to make sure that the community knows that HIV doesn't have a fate. It's all of us. You know, it gets better. That's that's my recommendation. And go get tested. If you're afraid, go go with a friend. There's a there's support groups all over Facebook. There's support groups um, all over um, in, in the LGBT community. You don't have to be gay in order to be in the support group. There's several heterosexual only support groups. We want to make sure that there is um, that you have hope. And if you if you don't any don't know anybody, contact me. Contact me, reach out to me. I will guide you through. We will, if you're not in Houston, we will FaceTime me. Now you can FaceTime me the entire time you're there. And I will walk you through the process. You know, we are in this together and I want to make sure that we end the stigma of HIV. And we can only do this is by addressing it head on. And I want to make sure that people feel safe and they feel um, loved. And you know, when it was super hard for me to tell my family and friends. And if you don't feel like talking to me, then I can reach out to another provider. We will, we will get you connected to somebody who will make sure that you are safe, first of all. And second of all, is make sure that we're gonna know your status. And then once you know your status, either we're gonna get you on PrEP if you're sexually active, and we're gonna recommend it to you, or if you um, are HIV positive, then we will get you on, on drugs immediately. And the drugs now today are not the drugs that were 20 years from now. And my doctor is very conscious of my liver. My doctor is very conscious of my bones. She wants to make sure that I stay healthy. And those are the medications that are out there now. So there's so many types of medications that will help you. But the first thing we have to do is to get tested. My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. In 2005, I had a close family member die to HIV. And I, to be honest with you, I'm still probably not even supposed to know it. Uh, in fact, the only reason I know it is because an angry family member said it in anger and it slipped out. And that's how I found out. And that's why I'm so passionate about this podcast, because I'm tired of people like me, family who would support and who would have loved on my cousin. She died alone. She died in the hospital bed, completely alone because I didn't know and because I was too busy playing basketball than being with my cousin. And I'm very passionate about what Josh Michael does. He wants to change the world and I hope all of you uh, contact him. And that's why I'm so extremely passionate about this podcast. I, but I suffer every day that I let my cousin die alone because 2005 made me an ally, but I shouldn't have to go through death like that to become an ally all of us 
should be allies. That's my story. And that's why Josh is doing this podcast. And that's why we're here. Destruction, mama, tell me it's all right before I turn to nothing.